faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. When Superman finds the half-burned photographs of the two major leaders of world peace, he realizes the malevolent plan of the man without a face and the dire peril immediately confronting all those concerned. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, it's a pretty sure thing, whenever you see several thousand girls together nowadays, that they're talking about those nifty comic buttons in the new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pep. Maybe they're comparing notes on how many buttons they've collected. Maybe trading duplicates with each other. Probably both. And someone's always sure to hand those Pep comic buttons a compliment about how clear the colors are, or the sharp outlines of the pictures, or the gleaming white background, or how real those funny paper characters look. Old favorites like Goofy and Beezy, or uh, the Little Moose, or Superman himself. Now, there were 18 different buttons in this new series, so you better get busy. Just ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pet. That's right, you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. But you'll find a comic button inside every time you open a package of that gold and toasted, crisp and fresh, super delicious breakfast dish, Kellogg's Pet. And say, here's something else. Pep is called the sunshine cereal. Those good whole wheat flakes give you energy, vitamin B1, and that important sunshine vitamin D that you need so much to help grow strong bones and teeth. Yes, sir, gang, mom's glad to see you eat lots of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now the adventures of Superman. Following a tip given her via transoceanic telephone by Herbert Calkins, a Scotland Yard detective. Lois Lane, reporter for the Daily Planet, took young Bucky Taylor with her to investigate a house in a metropolis suburb. They had just discovered that the house was occupied by the man without a face, an individual who was known to be planning to destroy the World Peace Organization when they were surprised and captured by henchmen of the mysterious plotter. A short time later at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent picked up Lois's trail, and as Superman, he streaked through the suburban house. But he arrived too late and found the place dark and deserted. As we continue now... Superman is just completing a thorough search of the house when the doorbell rings. Listen. Uh-oh, that's Perry White. Better get back in the Clark Kent's clothes in a hurry. Are you there? Coming, Chief. Hurry up. Hurry up. All right, come in, Chief. Oh, where's Lois? Where's Bucky Taylor? I don't know. You don't... You mean they're not here? That's right. House was empty when I arrived. Great Caesar, then where are they? I don't know, but I'll tell they you... They ran into trouble, I'm sure. Now, of it. now wait a minute, Chief. Well, well then... The... Don't just stand there, Kent. Well, now, look. This is the headquarters of the man with all the face, and if he's got the boy, now... Will you please slow down for a second? We're not going to find him while you waste time popping your buttons. Now, pull yourself together and listen to me. All right, all right, but but where are the police, eh? I left word for Inspector Henderson, and I thought he'd be here by now. He'll probably be along soon, but we can't wait for him. Now, listen, Chief. I'm pretty sure this was the headquarters for the man without a face. It was, eh? Uh Uh-huh. Well, Calkin said he wasn't sure. Well, what makes you so certain? Come over to the fireplace. I want to show you something. Okay. Now, what is it? Look. 
A lot of papers have been burned here. See? Yeah. But it must have been a rush job. Because a large envelope hadn't been properly pushed into the fire, and I managed to rescue it before all the contents were burnt. Well, well what was in it? Here, wait a minute. Here it is. Take a look at these, Chief. Hmm. Photographs. A heap of them. Right. You recognize the subjects? Well, let's see. They look familiar, but I don't quite place them. Well, this one's Luigo Renassi, and the other is Salim Shah. Hey, that's right. The delegates to the World Peace Organization. Exactly. Also, they're the two men whose names Bucky Taylor's father mentioned to the boy just before he died. When he started to tell Bucky about the man without a face's plot against the peace organization. Yes, I remember, but... Now, notice how many photographs there are of each man, Chief. Dozens of them. Uh Taken from all angles. Some taken on the street. There's some going in and out of stores, Uh speaking at the peace conference, and so on. Now, that indicates that for some reason, somebody must have been following Renassi and Salim Shah with a candid camera. So what? What are you getting at, Kent? Just that now I'm surer than ever before that these two delegates, Renassi and Salim Shah, are the keys to the plot against the World Peace Organization. Nonsense. Renassi and Salim Shah are two of the foremost leaders of the World Peace Movement. I know, I know that. Everybody knows that. Well... They wouldn't be involved in any plot to wreck the organization. Very true, but they still... Then all then stop wasting time. Look, look, I've gone over this house with a fine-tooth comb as carefully as possible, and there isn't a single clue to Lois and Bucky or to the man without a face to be found. Except these photographs. What do you mean by except these photographs? They're no clue. Oh, they certainly are. They're our only clue, Chief. Well, how do you figure that? Look, I'm convinced that Luigo Renassi and Salim Shah are the keys to the plot engineered by the man without a face. And that they, and only they, can lead us to Lois and Bucky. So, help me, Kent, I, I think you've lost your mind. Why? Well, you just admitted that Renassi and Salim Shah couldn't possibly be mixed up with a scoundrel like the man without a face. Right. That is, not to their knowledge, but perhaps without their knowledge. What kind of double talk is that? Now, look, I've got an idea, Chief. It's a pretty wild one, I'll admit. But if it works out, we'll find Lois and Bucky. Come on. Where? To the Federal Investigation Offices. As Clark Kent and Perry White leave for the Federal Investigation Offices, the man without a face who, as we know, is really Count Von Luder is with his two middle-aged, distinguished-looking henchmen, Bergson and Milch, in a magnificent house on a huge estate, only a few miles from the house they so recently departed. This is a fine place, an excellently secluded count. Who owns it? An American friend of mine. One of the men who are supporting my efforts to wreck the World Peace Organization. Oh, I see. Tell us, Count, are you planning then to go through with our plan at once? Of course, Milch. Everything is ready. There is no time to lose. But the police know now that you are Count Van Luda. Yeah, and they traced us to the house in West Acres. They may soon even trace us here. Not until it is too late, Burks, and I assure you. But how can you be certain? They must even now be searching for Miss Lane and Bucky Taylor. Should they discover a clue to us... Don't worry. I was careful to leave no clues behind. And do not be concerned about Miss Lane and Bucky Taylor. They will be discovered eventually. But it will be too late. You mean they are to be done away with, Count? They will be put out of the way tonight. Together with the real Renassi and Salim Shah. Tonight? Yes, tonight. At this very moment, Renassi and Salim Shah are attending a dinner and reception at the American State Department. When they leave or when they reach their homes, whichever moment is most appropriate, they will be seized quietly by our agents and brought here. Ah, good. They will then be immediately disposed of. And masks made of their faces for you, Bergson, and you, Milch, to wear when you attend the assembly of the peace organization tomorrow, as Renassi and Salim Shah. Good. The mask is all I need. For two years, I have studied every mannerism and trick of speech of Salim Shah. And we are of a similar stature and age. Listen. Gentlemen of the World Peace Organization, 
My government has just tabled me alarming news. I am advised that with the full knowledge of certain delegates here, enemy troops have massed on our borders. Furthermore, they are known to be armed with atomic weapons. Therefore, gentlemen, I tell you the peace organization is a failure and a farce, and I have been instructed to withdraw my country's membership. Wunderbar, <laughs> Bergson. Thank you. Well done, Bergson. You sounded exactly as Salim Shah. Now, Milch, let me hear you as Renasi. <clears throat> Gentlemen of the World Peace Organization, I, Luigo Renasi, have also received a communication from my government advising me that early this morning, foreign planes appeared over our capital and dropped atomic rocket bombs. Here, here! Delegates of the offending nation sit here today in full knowledge of that fact, but they have kept slyly silent. Therefore, gentlemen, my government not only withdraws from the World Peace Organization, but authorizes me to announce a declaration of war upon the two offending nations. Wonderful, Milch. With the mask of Renasi, you would fool his own mother. Thank you, Count. <laughs> Our speeches will be bombshells in the organization assembly, eh, Count? Yes, the delegates will be at each other's throats. Then will follow other declarations of war, and the World Peace Organization will be split asunder. And a general war will follow. That is my fond hope. Then, while the other nations destroy each other, Germany will rise again. Exactly. Ah, it is midnight. Our time is at hand, gentlemen. Tonight... In a short while, we strike. Tonight, said the man without a face, he and his agents will strike. What will happen? We'll be back in a few moments for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, you fellows and girls in the gang have a lot in common these days... You all like to get prizes, of course, and you're all mighty excited about this new series of comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pet. And no wonder why they're so bright-colored, so doggone smart-looking, you get a real bang out of wearing them pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. There were 18 different pictures of your favorite comic strip friends. Old favorites like Cindy and, uh, and Chief Brandon, uh, Judy and Corky, and Superman, of course. So opening a new package of pep is an exciting treat because you get a brand new button every time. That's right, gang. These comic buttons are exclusive prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pep. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to make sure that you keep supplied with pep. And you'd want to do that anyway because Kellogg's Pep is the whole wheat flake cereal that makes breakfast such a good start for the day. Why, just the sight of a bowl of those golden toasted flakes of pep, and you're all set to eat hearty. And when you taste your first spoonful, well, you practically can't resist them. Crisp and fresh and loaded with catchy sunshine flavor. That's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. As our story continues now, Clark Kent and Editor Perry White have just left the office of Stuart Morgan, head of the federal investigators assigned to the World Peace Organization, and are riding in a taxi through dark, almost deserted streets. Fortunately, we've got plenty of time, Chief. Morgan says the reception won't be over for an hour. What reception, Kent? The uh, State Department party. Oh. See, both Renasi and Salim Shah are there. I want to be there when it breaks up and they leave. Why? Well, it's just an idea that I'm counting on to lead us to Lois and Bucky Taylor and to the man without a face. I wish I knew what you were driving at. I'm worried, Kent. Oh, relax, Chief. If my hunch works... Great Scott. What's the matter? Well, that clock on the bank we just passed. It said ten minutes past midnight. Uh, wait till I see my watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right time. Well, what about it? What about it? 
But my watch stopped. What? That means the reception is over. Well, it's only ten minutes later. Driver, stop this car, quickly. Okay, mister. What's the matter with you, Kent? Plenty. The reception was over ten minutes ago. Renasi and Sally Michaud may have left. Well, what if they have? Uh, Kent, wait. Where are you going? Oh, for heaven's sake, Chief. Let go of me, will you? Every second counts. Nothing doing. I won't let go until you explain yourself. But look, Chief. Don't give me an argument. Just tell me. I've got to get Superman. Superman? Yes. Well, how do you expect to do that? Well, I... I I uh... think you're out of your mind. Oh, Chief. Don't you realize... I realize that you're trying to brush me off. And by George, I'm not going to let you do it. Hey, you win, Chief. Now, get set for the shock of your life. What did Clark Kent mean when he promised Perry White the shock of his life? Is it possible that due to the urgency of the situation, he has decided at last to reveal his true identity to the gray-haired editor? As we know, Superman is correct in his hunch that Renasi and Salim Shah, the men of peace, are the keys in Count Von Luder's plot against the World Peace Organization. But now, not only the fate of the peace organization, but of Renasi and Salim Shah and of Lois Lane and Bucky Taylor, rest on the speed and might of Superman. What will happen? Monday's episode tells most of the thrilling story, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again Monday, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, here's an easy question. What's the snap, crackle, and pop cereal? Why, Kellogg's Rice Krispies, of course. The only cereal so crisp it goes snap, crackle, and pop in milk. You know, whenever you see those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop in the cartoons or on the Rice Krispies package, you think of how crisp those golden bubbles of oven-popped rice can be. And when you hear their song of crispiness in your cereal bowl, boy, you know that you're in for some good eating. Yes, sir, it's the one and only snap, crackle, and pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, when it comes to secret identities, I have to wonder about Perry White making it out of the planet office and down to uh, the suburbs before Superman's finished searching the house. Either Superman was going a tad too slow on the job, or Perry White's got some superpowers of his own. What type of superhero would he be? Captain Incredulous, maybe? I do appreciate that they did come up with a convincing reason for the man without a face to let uh, Lois and Bucky uh, live a while longer as they plan to kill them along with the kidnapped ambassadors. And I, I guess from a criminal standpoint, it does make sense just to go ahead and do that in one location rather than having uh, multiple crime scenes. And in terms of the cliffhanger for the episode, I'm betting that Clark will gently knock out Perry White. After all, he has done that in the past, and that's going to probably be quicker than explaining the secret identity thing, particularly with as many questions as Perry asked. Well, we've been told we'll get most of the answers to what's going on on the next episode, 
So join us on Sunday when we bring you The Man Without a Face, Part 15. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us and be sure and rate the show on iTunes from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.